Hey everybody, I'm Biff Wilson and this is What's Up West Hill, Episode 1. In this episode, we revisit a conversation I had last year with West Hill Superintendent Kyle Mealy about school delays and cancellations, and none too soon with winter weather conditions questionable on a near daily basis. Mr. Mealy's weather decisions follow a process, and it's a process with student safety at its core. So here's episode one of What's Up Westdale, revisiting a weather talk with Kyle Mealy. What a, a, a lot of students, maybe, and community members might wonder, and, and I have a little bit of insight into this, but not a lot, um, as far as the timetable goes to when, okay, it's going to snow tomorrow. Right. And it, it may snow a significant amount. It may not. When, when do you start, you know, watching that weather? And then are you up late the night before? Do you get up early the next morning? Um, are you talking to transportation? Uh, I think uh, you talk to other superintendents. Yeah. Um, just walk me through that process, if you would. Well, it starts as early as three days, uh, depending on the weather. So, in uh, the forecast and, and what we're looking at. And when I say we're, I will say that all county superintendents are in a text thread. And anytime there's weather on the table, anytime there is uh, a forecast and one of us is sitting at home and we see it first, uh, it could be three days out and we say, hey, do you see that they're, they're saying that we could have something sure. here in three days? So we all start just keeping our eye on it. As it gets closer and they start dialing it in, and then we start looking at things. So um, it really starts there. Uh, I also use, uh, and not a lot of guys do, but I, I one, I like weather. So I almost went into, really loved that Ball State meteorology class that they sure, had. Yeah. You get to chase tornadoes and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't go into that. Obviously, I went into education. So I actually have a, a, a company that I use um, that, that I pay some money for to have um, a little bit more dialed in and more access, and I utilize those guys, and I have a text thread with those with those meteorologists, it, part of the package. So, and so do they work for other schools as well as they work like for? They work for yeah, they work for gas companies, utility companies. You know, kind of working on a long range forecast for heating demand and kind of what what the prices of gas. Okay. You know, so they're sure. involved in high level stuff. So, yeah. a side piece of that is they they work for usually like larger school systems, Richmond. Kokomo and those types, but you know we need to watch it so much. And being a one man show, I I was able to negotiate a decent cost, and we right. utilize them. So it starts with they give me thirty six hours out if there's projected to be any snow in the schools area because they've got it dialed into our location. And so in all their models, I get a notification if there's going to be snow, fog, anything thirty six hours out. So it's really nice. So then that leads me to the process of let's say we're the night before. So we'll fast forward to that. The night before, uh, depending on the timing of the of the snow and or the fog, and I'll be honest, fog's the worst. Fog's the hardest. Right. But let's stay with snow for right now. Let's say it starts snowing that night. Um, I will probably set my alarm a couple of times. And as I get older, I it happens to a lot of people. I have to get up in the middle of the night a little bit more anyway. <laughs> uh, but I will go and at least check out the window. Sometimes just walk out and see what's going on. If I notice that it's starting to come down a little bit more, then I know, hey, I'll, I'll definitely be getting up and probably driving the roads early morning. 
if it's really coming down the night before and it's projected to be a big one, um, I have no problem calling a delay the night before if I feel like it's in their best interest. Uh, we also are in contact with the um, county uh, roads, the uh, county department, and they will tell us. They'll text us and say, hey, they're bad, and um, we're not going to be able to get enough salt out or it, you know, the temperature isn't quite right for the salt to even work. Um, so you just factor in. Uh, there's a lot more to it than just uh, a lot of people think you get up and uh, you, you you just don't feel like going that day. Yeah, you but, look out the window and say, oh, it's tough. Right. So then, so that's the night before. So you're talking to the other superintendents. You're talking to, you're looking at your weather data on your apps or whoever you use, and you're talking to the county, and you're watching what's happening. If it comes in at 6 o'clock in, in the evening the night before and it's coming down hard, you know, hey, let's just make this call. One thing about calling it the night before is it gives parents, especially of the younger uh, students, an opportunity to get daycare figured out. Sure. I imagine that's a major problem. And it's, yeah. And it's a major, it is a major thought process. And you got to remember a lot of people think of Mr. Mealy. Well, when it comes to weather and whether we get those delays or not, Mrs. Mealy helps out quite a bit <laughs> in saying, you know, it'd be a lot nicer on a parent if you would make that decision. So she actually does quite a bit of help. And then I also have two students. So of course they're begging for whatever they can get too. And, and, um, but anyway, so the night before, uh, if it looks really bad, the other one is temperature. Uh, temperature is one that you don't really, you don't really get too messed up, messed up on. So if we're talking about snow the night before, it's really how much is coming down, how much is projected to keep going and how do the County department feel like they're going to take care of the roads. The temperature of the night before is really just projected. What's the wind chill. And honestly, we, we all use the, uh, NOAA, um, atmospheric, whatever the weather company, sure. you know, not company, but organization, their windchill chart. Uh, that's something new. You know, windchill, when you and I were a kid, that didn't exist because we were just tougher. Right. You know, and not all the kids are going to love that. But yeah. So windchill never came into play, but now it does, a real feel. But you've got to think about the kids out standing at the bus stop and how long they stand there. So – if the temperature is at a point where you look at that chart and it and anybody can go and look it up, just put in wind chill chart, you know, right. weather wind chill chart, it'll tell you the degree and the wind speed, and you come together on the chart and it'll tell you how many minutes standing out there before frostbite or uh, hypothermia or something like that would set in. So is there is there an app for that? Is that something you would consult uh, that? Or the do you have the app chart? that I have will actually give me a re, re, real feel for about 36 hours out, and mm-hmm. it's just an estimation. So if you're getting negative 15, yeah. you know, on our, even on a wind chill, you're looking at that category where we're, we, we need to be looking at this. Anything negative 10 or below the night before, you need to look at that. And, and then you just make a judgment call. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and go delay here. Um. Sometimes it's easier to do that on a on a on a temperature the night before. Yeah, it's usually they tell you, "Hey, it's going to be cold." Yeah, it's usually not going to get warm. It doesn't sneak up on you. Sure. Yeah. So, um, was last week? I think it got kind of cold. It got down to negative ten, and it was one where it was projected to only be negative five. So it got down to negative ten. Uh, we made it in, but there were a lot of, I, I heard a lot of kids, you know, I'm around, and they, they're used to me, and they say, "Hey, what happened?" You know, <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, you know the." Could we have maybe, but we didn't. We're okay. Were you were you close? We were close. Yeah, yeah, we were close. Um, 
And again, I relied on the data that we had, and it said negative five, and it was negative 10, and maybe I would have gone. But we had all talked. Everybody had texted each other in the superintendent chat, and okay, everyone yeah. was in agreement. Now, Randolph County did go that day. Mm-hmm. So, oh, When you say they go, or they did go, you mean they did delay? They delay. Okay. Yeah, when we said, you know, that's what we say, and of course I confuse people. When we say, you know, are you going to go, that means are you going to delay? Sure. You know, it would seem like it would be, are you going to go to school? <laughs> but it, really, in our terms, it's like, we want to know. And, you know, there used to be, and, and maybe I'll let the cat out of the bag, there used to be a... a you know, the on, I think everybody knows this, the unwritten rule that you do what your neighbor does. Right. I'm really bad at that. I don't do what my neighbor does. You know, I want to lead. Sure. I don't want to follow. And then just kind so, of sit back and see if yeah, they do what you do. Yeah. So, so what I did, you know, the first time I was superintendent, my first year, I, I closed school and, and everybody else in the county went. And that, that was like unprecedented at that time. But yeah. I thought it was worse in our area. I, I worry about my district. And, and, and I love the other superintendents, but I don't agree with that. And a lot of them have told me that, hey, you make it too complicated, just do what your neighbor does. Well, right. my, my neighbor might not have it as bad as I do, especially on fog. So that's night before stuff. On fog and kind of what the process is on everything, if, if I know fog's coming, it's a 4.30 in the morning alarm. Right. If I know snow's coming the next morning, it's 4.30 in the morning alarm. Um, and temperature, I don't do that because we, we usually get temperature the night before. So... Let's say it's going to be the next morning, and I don't call the delay the night before. Well, now it's kind of hard because it's usually 4.30 in the morning, and I rely on Robbie Parker, our transportation director, who also goes out. So he takes north, and I take south of the district. And you actually drive And I actually drive the roads. Okay. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, 4.30 in the morning, if it's already bad, and usually at 4.30, if I, if I don't get a text from Robbie – at 4.30 in the morning, it's shocking if it's bad out because he's up early. Right. So he, he's coming in from the north, and he'll tell me, hey, it's pretty bad coming in. You know, we've got fog or we've got a lot of snow. That's basically the go for me to say, get your stuff on and get out to the truck and, and let's drive. Right. And I'll ask him, I'll say, hey, do you need me to come out? And if he says, yeah, then I know it's, it's usually pretty bad. If Robbie says, no, just letting you know we might have a little fog, I'll update you. Then I'll hang out at the house, have a cup of coffee, wait. If not, and he says it's time to go, I get in the truck and I start and head down to the south end of our district. And um, Bethel is an area I go through a lot. um, And a lot of people don't realize we have a lot of roads. We go over 69. We have a large district. We have small, small district numbers, but large square miles, second largest in the county is our district. Okay. So we cover a lot of square feet, or excuse me, square miles. And so we split it, we drive it, we, we're calling each other. I'll pull off and I'll say, hey, this is, it's not good on east and, east and west, or it's not good on north and south. The other thing you have to think about when it comes to snow is the ability for the bus to make a corner. Okay. Another thing, that's another thing people don't think about. Well, because you know, we're thinking we could make it in our cars. What's you the can make deal? the turn in a car, but think about trying to make a bus turn sure. in these small county roads as they already are, tight county roads, and then you've got to do it where when the snow plow goes by, they're pushing all that into the side of the road there, and in the cur- in the turn, it can get underneath your bus and literally just almost act like a car jack mm-hmm. and tip your bus up where you can't get any traction and you can't make that turn anymore, and right. now you got a bus stuck. And you don't want to get a bus stuck in cold weather with 60 kids on the bus. Right. So you've really got to make that call. And uh, so 4.30, you're out and you're looking around. And you're really, your drop your drop time when buses have to roll is about 6.15. Okay. 
So people always want to know, you know, do I have a time? 6.15 if we're not going to delay. If, if it comes in after 6.15, it's, it's, and a lot of people don't realize that either. Fog hurts us a lot because if fog comes in at 7, right. we've already got buses on the road. Right. So I, I can't pull them back in with 40 kids on there. I can't say, oh, bring them back in, take all the kids home. We're already rolling. Sure. So that's one where a lot of people wake up and they drive to school. Well, they might be 10 minutes away. And if they're a high school kid, they might have, you know, just woke up five minutes, grabbed some clothes, got in. They've been up 15 minutes and it's foggy. Right. Well, they might have got up at 745. Well, yeah. it came in. At, it, I've got to know by 615. So I really have to make a call on anything before 615 or my bus drivers are here. The other thing you've got to think about is food services in here starting breakfast. Okay. A lot of people don't think about that. Nope. So food services in here, they start making breakfast. My bus drivers start to roll. I can't really pull either one of those things back. I mean, they're ready. And people will say, well, that, that doesn't sound very smart. Well, it is what it is at that point. So yeah. I've got to make a call by 615. Uh, and then you just take two hours. If we delay, you just take two hours and say 815. So... I'm letting the cat out of the bag on the secrets here. So if you want to know if it's 845 and we've delayed, are we going to go to school? Probably going to go to school because right. there's a good chance the buses have rolled. And if you really want to know, just set up, you know, find a camera or set up shop and see if a bus rolls out of this barn at 815, you know, oh, we're not going to, we're, it's, it's we're going today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are the two times where you really have to make your mind up. And it's been really, I've been caught several times at six o'clock. On the fence. Yeah. And then you just make a decision. And I always err on the side of caution for both students and staff. Right. Uh, the other thing that I'll be honest about on timing is we have staff members that drive from further away than a lot of people think. Yeah. So those people are in my mind too. Okay, when when is this person going to head out the door? And I've asked people, when do you leave typically to come to school? It may be in August or October, you know, early. Sure. But I want to know. You know, for example, and he won't mind me saying this, I know Charlie Sims gets up early and he's drives. So I know when Charlie typically is going to leave. Right. So I'm thinking of that, too, along with our buses. Because you don't want anybody hurt. And the ultimate decision when you're driving the roads are, I'm 41 years old and I'm in a 4 by 4 truck. Mm-hmm. If I were 16 and in a rear-wheel drive Camaro, could I do this? Right. And I don't think that's overcomplicated at all. I think that's just smart. So I think to myself, and a lot of times I'll kick it out of four-wheel drive, and I've got no weight in the back, and I'll say, what if I was 16 and trying to do this? Sure. I can't do this, so we're not going to try it. Right. Um, And that really comes down to that. I listen also, you know, we listen to the radio, we listen to each other, but we're very honest in our our text with each other, but that's, that's a lot and bouncing around a little bit, but really it comes down to the night before, if the temperature is there at that at that chart, and usually to where you know ten minutes or longer, they're gonna they're gonna be in that window of frostbite. will delay. Yeah, yeah. And um, people are surprised we close. If that temperature doesn't look like it's gonna come up any, then we'll close. Now we have the e-learning days. Right. So it it takes a little bit of the heat off, but I also still love more than anything to call a snow day. Oh yeah, yeah. it's one of the best things you can do. Is there a um, is there a protocol for a day that's that's not scheduled as an e-learning day already? You know, it, it it snows on the day before Martin Luther King Day. Okay, fine, it's already an e-learning day, but but it snows on a Thursday that we don't have any plans 
uh, of any delay or any other things, is is there a protocol for saying, okay, guys, this is you're off. It's a snow day, or you're off. It's an e-learning day. Is, right. is there? A, what's the difference when it comes to I'll, your decision? I'll be honest with you. It's one of those where some decisions are fun to make, and some you're like, well, I wish I didn't. That board didn't say, hey, that's your decision. But those days are my decision, and it really comes down to. Um, I look back at what is what has our semester been like so far? Do we need a break? I mean, honestly, do do our kids need do that? Has it been rough? I try to go into the buildings. I mean, you've been around. You see me. I, it's easy for me to get in and out of the buildings because we are a smaller district, and I love being around the kids. And in coaching too, I get a vibe, and I know what's happening. And sometimes you just have to look at the heartbeat of the building and say, you know, has it been rough? Has it been a rough stretch here? And we've got a chance to have a snow day, and and would that boost morale of everybody? And there's no real protocol or data to back that up it's just kind of a feeling hey i think they need one yeah um but then on the other side of it is why we wouldn't do we want to go into june or you know do we want that nice june day off um just to get a snow day today and so that the the call really and it it doesn't really come down to if other districts do close and go to e-learning i don't look at that and say well they're going e-learning so let's go e-learning so there's no real set protocol there. I just kind of, I, I try to have a feeling for the staff and the students and how has it been going. And the other thing that comes into play, honestly, and it's bad to say this, but where are we at in the semester? Um, are we in middle school testing? You know, do, do we need to just take this day off, give them a break? Or do we need to go e-learning and, you know, maybe hit a few more concepts before we get back in here for the test and kind of where we're going on all that um a lot of people don't like and, I, and i'll talk about this one a lot of people don't like the idea of closing and then allowing teams to practice or allowing a team to go to a game sure sure and that's that's because in the old i'd say the old days my days um even your days i'll go a little further <laughs> older days uh, it, that wasn't it was shut down it was done yep the difference is in the ability for the county and the, the techniques they use and the ability to clean the roads better than they could in the past. So if we don't go to school, but by 1 o'clock the roads are clear and it doesn't look like it's going to refreeze or there's going to be any problem and the other school's willing to do it, a lot of times we'll go ahead and have the event. Yeah. Um, Again, airing on what we think is best for the kid and best for the, the process. And um, so that's why you see sometimes we allow them to practice. A lot of times we say practice is optional. Um, and we try to make it when it's later in the day when the sun's been out and they've got the roads cleared and we have the all clear. And we usually make that decision by noon or 1230. Hey, we're going to go ahead and let them work or practice and, and have the game. Or no, nothing. And it's, we just make a judgment call by that time. So that's another thing that they have to look at. And that's Kai, our athletic director, is involved in that decision-making and those types of things. So, But the key really is is we just go out, and Robbie Parker and I, if there's any road problems, we drive them. Fog, we drive it. Um, and I've been out in some fog where, you know, you get out in this district where you don't have any streetlights and you don't have anything. And, I mean, and, and if you don't, my first year, I didn't know the curves. <laughs> 
And there were some interesting oh, yeah. situations. Yeah. You know, even going 10 miles an hour when all of a sudden the fog clears and there's an arrow sign telling you to go immediately left. Yeah. It, it, even at 10 miles an hour, it feels like you're going awfully fast and you, you have to recorrect and, and get it figured out. And, and fog is just so, so unpredictable. And when, when kids will ask me, well, was it bad in your direction? I, and I tell them, you gotta, you gotta realize I live nearly downtown. Yeah. You know, my direction really is two roads. It's wheeling and 28. So, so I have a much different perspective and I've been driving a lot longer than them. So, so I have a different, different experience at it, but, uh, um, yeah, fog lifts, but mm-hmm. is it going to lift, or is it going to get? Yeah, and we've we've delayed here when it's the northern end of the district, and if you come in from the south, you're you're like this guy's crazy. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. Well, it's all north. You get past Gath- Gaston, and it goes up to Matthews. It's up there, and then you also look. Well, if Blackford delayed and Eastbrook delayed, and we delayed, it must be to the north. If nobody south delayed. And that's where we're different. You know, we're wedged in here. You look at Madison Grant sometimes and Eastbrook and Blackford. And then a lot of times Delcom usually is the one that's with us on most things. Um, But people have to realize also that it could be foggy at Westdale and be clear as, you know, clear as anything in Wapahani. Yeah. Yeah, Or even at Yorktown. Yeah. You know, it can be clear on that end. So who... Who is it that, uh, you know, we grew up in the era of you didn't know you were canceled or delayed unless you saw it scroll across the bottom yeah, of the Yeah, like TV. the NBA draft. I yeah. saw a meme that just said that, and I, I laughed because that's what it felt like. You'd <laughs> oh, sit there. Oh, yeah, waiting. And by that time, you're so you're awake at that point. You're like, well, nah, I can't go back to yeah. that. Yeah, and if you didn't see it on Channel 8, well, yeah. you're switching to Channel 13. Yes. Maybe they've got it. Yeah. So who makes that call? To the, to the outlets? To the, to the outlets, yeah. So um, Teresa Weitzel and Sharon Fowler, who are our um, – treasurers our ECA treasurer and well Sharon's our business manager and Teresa's our ECA uh, treasurer and deputy treasurer so they're also they work at central office a lot of people think that Teresa's my secretary but she's technically the deputy treasurer Um, and Sharon Fowler does our business so their job is I send a text and I send a text to those two and Robbie Parker to say and Robbie already knows because we've been in contact but I send all three of them they're the first three people in the district to find out what we're doing okay so then they have one of Teresa or Sharon, and to be honest with you, I, I, I should know, but I think, I think Teresa does TV, so she calls the TVs, uh, stations, and Sharon does radio. Okay. Now, the other thing that helps is I'll tweet it so I can hit WLBC. I'll add them in I'll at WLBC and at Steve Lindell. And uh, Steve loves to break everything first, and he's everybody, radio buddy. So everybody, sure. you know, the mayor of... of or whatever he calls himself, I can't remember. If, uh, but anyway, he's he's on it. They're on it every time. Sometimes he just has to see my tweet, and it's on. Yeah. So if I had to say locally who's on it, WLBC, usually Steve Lindell in the morning, he's going to be the first one to get it and be on there. Uh, so those two ladies do the TV um, and the radio. And then really it's just with the text now, you know, and and there's a, there's still problems with our tech service. It does it the best it's can, but there's times when you know, like right now, when our calls come out, it says spam, hmm. and a lot of people are going to not take the call sure. because it says that. That's not in our control. We have to call the company. And what it, what's causing that is anytime Verizon makes changes, it's usually a Verizon phone that okay. it causes it. It does it to me. So I make the call, and then it sends it to me, and it says spam. Great. And it came from my phone. So. Um, but the text messages sometimes will come up with a weird number or this and that. But 
those are me. I do the text messages, the phone call, and I do all social media. And then Teresa and Sharon take care of TV and radio. And um, really, if you can't find it somewhere, you've got Facebook, Twitter, the website, radio. I mean, it's hard to not find it. Or, or if you're getting a spam call at six thirty in the morning, it's usually you, you might. It's not about look. it's that or your car warranty. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> or with me, it's it's Medicare options. That right, I, that right. Exactly. AARP has finally yeah, found you. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I can't think of anything else to cover. Yeah, I think we talked that's about the it gist all. of it. I mean, and and really, it's just uh, the 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 final thing I'll say about it is it, it's a final feeling of. Um, and, and thought process of how, how safe can we make this for our students and sure, staff? Sure. And that's really all it is. Well, we certainly appreciate all you do and, and all the different ways that you notify us um, regarding this, the situation and, and, you know, the current conditions. So yeah. um, I, I think everybody feels pretty Maybe safe. a live video on Facebook of me driving the roads is, is necessary. There, there, there you go. Or <laughs> you in the ditch. Or, exactly. Or this is what happens. What's Up Westo is a production of Westo Warrior Cast, recorded in the podcast center located in room C10 of Westo Middle High School, nestled in the rural surroundings of Gaston, Indiana. You can listen to all podcasts produced by Westo Warrior Cast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find your podcast. If you'd like to contact us, please email us at westowarriorcast at gmail. You can also find Westo Warrior Cast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks for listening.